Prince Zuko. Pride is not the opposite of shame, but its source. True humility is the only antidote to shame. World building, expanding the magic system, and character development in 26 minutes. Though a slower paced episode following the chase, Bitterwork is able to achieve all of these things in this single episode. Technicalities aside, Bitterwork gives Aang a chance to settle down and learn earthbending, while Zuko learns about the world and learns about lightning and lightning redirection. First, I want to look at Zuko. In the episodes before this, Zuko had left Iroh's side and had journeyed to the barren Earth Kingdom town, shown in Zuko alone. Zuko attempted to find himself by himself, but he would end up again at Iroh's side during the chase, where Azula would wound the prince's uncle. As Zuko helps to nurse Iroh back to health, he awakens and they begin their training. The world-building aspect of this episode falls mostly in Iroh's hands, and it is used not only to inform the audience of the Four Nations, but to teach Zuko about the world. Iroh's speech about the Four Nations showcases his experiences and the wealth of knowledge he has amassed. It also works to teach Zuko what was probably never told to him, because of the Fire Nation's nationalist worldview. Zuko learns about what defines the other people of this world, and what these people can teach him, while giving the Four Nations more depth and culture. Water is change and ever adapting. We've seen that they have a sense of community and love. Earth is substance, their people are persistent and enduring. Air is freedom, like Aang, and fire, which Zuko knows all too well, is power, energy, desire, and will. This speech inspires a new perspective and a greater curiosity for the world. Iroh also further explains lightning, which at this point we had only seen from Azula, and was an anomaly against the traditional fire, earth, water, and air. So this introduction sets up the idea of sub-elements, giving their magic system depth and rules, and new possibilities. Lightning is a rare technique that involves the separation of positive and negative energies, and requires a peace of mind, which Zuko does not have. So when Zuko attempts to produce lightning, he is met with explosions, illustrating his state of mind. And so the amalgamation of Zuko's failures, accompanied with his anger, delivers one of Zuko's most powerful scenes, which I'll touch upon at the end. On the other side, Zuko's parallel was also learning about bending in the world, and like Zuko, Aang was also failing at learning a new technique. Through the training montage that we are shown, we understand Aang as a student and Toph as a teacher, as they both embody their elements to the fullest. Toph is stubborn, using negative reinforcement, like an instructor at a boot camp, which is what you would expect from such a rigid element. And Aang is able to grasp the techniques of earthbending, as he ends up succeeding in most of the training exercises. So when trying to move his first boulder, he performs the technique exactly the way Toph does, stance and all. But when he fails, he suggests that there might be another way, a different angle or a different approach to moving the boulder. And Toph would reply with this, there's no different angle, no clever solution, no chickity chick that's gonna move that rock. You've gotta face it head on. I mean like this. And it's one of the best snippets of dialogue because of the way it is able to properly illustrate Aang and Toph's personalities, but to also display the opposing elements. 
Earth is rigid and rough, stable and stubborn. Air is free-flowing, it promotes creativity, and that is reflected in their mastery. There are 36 tiers of airbending. In order for one to get their arrows and be deemed as a master, they must master all 36. But you can bypass this rule by creating your own airbending technique, like Aang did with the air scooter. As we are shown throughout this series, Aang has always found a different approach to do things. Again, it's also reflected in his final battle with Ozai. It's what he has been taught to do his entire life, to take a different path or a different angle, which is why the mindset of Earth is so unnatural to him. And Toph lets him know that in the best way that she can. There's nothing to say. You blew it. You had a perfect stance and perfect form. But when it came right down to it, you didn't have the guts. And the transition from Katara telling Aang that Earth is his natural opposite, to Iroh teaching Zuko about the four elements, again highlights the parallels of Zuko and Aang, and ties their stories together. Aang is then put in a situation where he has to stand his own ground against the saber-toothed moose lion in order to save Sokka. And at some point, Toph shows up. She knows that this will rile him up just enough to stand his own ground. And so when Aang does stand his own ground against Toph, Aang is able to earthbend. And this moment really displays Toph's understanding of her element and the mindset that it takes to bend earth. She understands that there's more to it than technique. As proof, she bends earth in a different stance and form than others. Toph understands the mental aspect of bending and the mentality of earth, which made me appreciate the young master even more. And as Aang succeeds, Zuko fails. He's shown trying to find a way to redirect lightning. When Iroh refuses to strike him with his own, he instead goes off to seek his own lightning. And when the storm rages, not striking in his area, Zuko yells back at the storm. You've always thrown everything you could at me! Well, I can take it! And now I can give it back! Strike me! You've never held back before! And this is the young prince's breaking point, his lowest moment, and the first time Zuko is shown crying. While he might have said he was as proud as ever, Zuko hit rock bottom, and to top it off, he can't generate his own lightning, and he just got outclassed once again by Azula. So Zuko is feeling worthless and feeling weak. So him succeeding in this new ability would have given him reassurance, would have given him a reason to be proud. It would have given the young prince hope. But the storm never struck him. Bitter work gave us insight to the emotional turmoil boiling inside him but it also displayed the wisdom and vast sea of experience that Iroh has that began at the loss of his son, shown at the beginning of the episode. Bitterwork's ability to weave in the explanation of lightning, the attributes of the four nations, the philosophies of earthbending and airbending, and a little bit of character development in 26 minutes, flexes one of Avatar's greatest strengths. It's masterful storytelling. It is important to draw wisdom from many different places. If we take it from only one place, it becomes rigid and stale. 